Welcome to The Habit Queen. I'm your host, Anya Perry, a work-life balance wellness coach, entrepreneur, and athlete. My goal is to help busy, driven women like you to feel incredible every day while they are pursuing their wildest dreams. If you're ready to take some powerful steps and build simple rock-solid habits, overcome stress, and multiply your physical and mental energy, you've come to the right place. Tune in each week and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need to use in order to create beautiful, healthy, and harmonious life you adore. I truly believe that you can have it all. Thank you so much for joining and let's begin. Hello, my dear friend. Before you roll your eyes at me and say, okay, okay, I know mindfulness and all, everybody's talking about meditation and being present, I want to explain why exactly I wanted to record this podcast episode. See, in the last two years, a little over two years, basically since the beginning of COVID, my business changed because of the demand from women who were extremely overwhelmed, exhausted, and just stressed out by life, (laughs) not only by their habits or the lack of thereof, just by the fact that it was too much. Indeed, it was too much for everybody. Why am I sharing this with you? I'm noticing a trend, a very, very healthy trend in the midst of chaos of social media and marketing messages being pushed to you every day about another skinny latte or another boot camp that will give you abs for the summer. All of that is great. Okay, if that's your kind of cup of tea, I'm not judging you, go for it. But I'm noticing a trend of more and more women desiring to be more present in their lives. And once I thought I gave it a little bit of thinking, I realized that I personally made many mistakes when I was not present and it affected my health, it affected my relationships, it affected my quality of life. And I may even share a couple of scenarios with you in this episode. So I wanted to share a few ways to get present and what's in there for you. Listen to this. If you find yourself constantly running through the chaos of your life, if you are going through the motions every day and you're not feeling fulfilled, if you are stressing out about small, big things, if you're obsessing over things every night before you go to bed, if you can't find that inner peace, chances are your habits and daily routines are going to be affected. Chances are your relationships, the quality of your relationships, which is let's be honest, the most important thing in our lives, whether it's relationship with your dog or a relationship with your significant other or your girlfriend, they're going to be affected. People pick up on that. We are humans. We are tuned in, even when though we think we're not tuned in, we're thinking we're tuned out from each other. Being present can provide so much awareness in the moment and then it can propagate so many positive changes for example when you're aware when you're more mindful of where you are when you're in the moment instead of living in anxiety about the future or stressing or being depressed about the past you're more likely to be clear on what you need to accomplish you're more likely to be connected with your bigger vision you're more likely to be motivated 
to create changes because once you have that acceptance and enjoyment of the moment and embracing the moment as is, the more likely you're going to be willing and motivated to put those steps and get out of your comfort zone and reach those stretch goals, the goals that are slightly out of your league, yet you know that you need to achieve them. Because once you're comfortable, you're pretty much zoned out. It's like you're offline. You're not living, you're surviving. So while I observed this in the last couple of years, I'm noticing that even women who fill out the forms for me, who want to work with me, and they talk about their health and the wellness goals, and they talk about the levels of stress and overwhelm, they talk about their mindset patterns, they want to unravel and understand and improve. The theme has been with many, many women I talked to in the last, I don't know, four or five months, the theme, the theme has been, I want to be present. I want to be with my family. I want to be able to run after my child. I want to enjoy a bath I had with my daughter. I just had someone literally on the phone this morning, someone who's in her 50s, focusing on being present as especially if you're a high achiever, especially if work is your identity, especially if you're a hardcore go-getter, this episode is going to help you release that control and learn how to focus on day-to-day things that bring joy, that bring peace, that bring that level of level-headedness. I don't know if it's a word, I just made it up. The level of center, being centered and calm so everything around you can calibrate to that, can shift to into that gear of being at peace. Because when you're chaotic, when you're frazzled and spazzy, everything around you is like that. Have you ever noticed that? My dogs respond to me being stressed out. Well, one of them goes to hide in the bathroom or in the living room when I am not in the best mood. So I just know that. And I want to share this usually in bite-sized little things, seven ways to get present. So, all right. And before I dive in, I wanted to share that I will open up a few one-on-one coaching spots for intensives and one-on-one coaching spots for working with me long-term, two, three, six months. In May, I am one week away from going to sit for my board exam. As you know, I shared this previously on the podcast. I've spent the entire month of April studying for it hardcore and only focused on my current clients, was not taking new people in, but I'm seeing there's the spring in the air and people filling out the forms to work with me. So if you're thinking that you needed a sign to reach out and see what, what it is about, one-on-one coaching with Anya, how you can break through on a whole new level, how this can be life-changing for your habits, for your mindset, for your energy levels, reach out, fill out the form, or send me an email if you have any questions before filling out the form, and we'll chat about that. So, and it's also next week, I'll release the last episode of the season. There is a chance I will be taking a one-week break from the podcast. So if you don't see new episodes, go ahead, listen to the old ones. There are some goodies there. Make sure to rate and review the podcast because it only costs you a minute of your time, but it makes me so happy and it helps so many other people who are listening to see the podcast and tune in. That's how you and I can make changes together. All right. Without further ado, let's talk about seven ways to get present and live in the moment. The first one is a very rudimentary way. And if you tried any mindful practices, if you tried meditation, 
you probably heard about this one and I'll share with you how I do this. The first one is to drop into your body. You live in your head. Without knowing you, I do know that you live in your head a lot, boiling in that soup and stew of thoughts and next to-dos and your actions and responses and emotional reactions. Dropping in your body means really, really closing your eyes for a moment, for 30 seconds, for two minutes, for as long as you can, a few times in the morning to check in with yourself, to check in how your body's feeling. Do you have tension anywhere? Do you have heaviness anywhere? Do you feel the feeling of expansion and openness anywhere in your body? And breathing through that, sometimes it takes only 30 seconds to 60 seconds to do this. Sometimes I ask myself a question, I close my eyes, sometimes I put my hands on my heart, on my belly, wherever I feel like it, your body will know what to do. And asking myself a question, what do I need today? For example, this morning I need to go train and honestly, I woke up with a rib that popped out of place and I was not feeling good and I told myself that today I need to take it easy. Today I'm just going to be focusing on doing my best but not pushing myself and that is okay and being graceful with yourself. So the first one is dropping in your body away from your head and once you do that, if it's your first time doing that, you'll notice the thoughts will start bubbling up, making sure to sweep them away with a huge broom from your head and still feeling things in your body. The tension, the temperature, the pressure, the freedom of it, the relaxation, whatever you feel like doing. And I do this a couple of times a day and sometimes in between the tasks. Just helps me be more aware and more present without the only body I'm given. And also be more grateful for it. The second one is to activate your senses. I do this a lot when I'm walking, actually. I walk my dogs every day. Sometimes I go for an hour, sometimes it's half an hour. And I love doing that because it kind of grounds you wherever you are. If you're a daydreamer, you can just stare out of a window and observe things. So activate your eyesight, activate the sense of smell, activate the sense of touch, what's under you right now, what's around you. If you're holding something in your hands, like a crystal or a pen or anything, Activate your senses when you're doing things. It especially can be helpful if you're struggling with anxiety or repetitive thoughts or rumination. If you focus, sometimes they say for anxiety, you have to name three, four things around you, three, four smells, three, four colors. You can do that. I like just paying attention and I'll give you an example. When I walk, I will think about my feet hitting the ground. I wear barefoot shoes, so I, it's my heel usually hitting the ground. I'm thinking about, sometimes I count the trees or mindfully observe the trees. Sometimes I live in the neighborhood where every time I walk, I notice something new, whether it's a new plant or a new house I didn't notice before. Super entertaining. So I'm focusing, my vision is focusing on those tiny things around me or big things. I activate the sense of smell. Sometimes I'll rip a leaf from a tree and I just smell it. I love pine trees here in Napa. They smell incredible. And just focusing on your breath and the flow of the moment. So activating your senses, especially if you're feeling a lot of discomfort. I'm very much a person of um, a creature of a habit and the creature of comfort. If I am uncomfortable, if I'm having a hard week or day or moment, I tend to find, change my environment a little bit. So I'll change the lights, I'll change the clothes into something more comfortable. I'm very tactile, so I would change something into something soft or the textures that bring me joy. I'll make a beverage that activates those senses and makes me also at peace and gives me that 
self-kindness and compassion. So you'll have to find a way to, depends on the kind of person you are. Some people are all about colors, some people about texture, some people about sensory experiences. So play with that and see how that feels. The third way to get present and live in the moment is to postpone your to-do list. All right, all right, I know you probably have kids screaming or fighting, you have groceries to unpack, things to do, house to tidy up, all of those things. I can so relate to that, sans the kids, but I have three dogs, so it's never a dull moment here in in the Perry's household. So I like to postpone my to-do list when I especially feel like I'm just being scattered and focused all over the place. I'm not noticing the time passing, just not in the moment. To get into that good feeling of being grounded and living in the moment, sometimes I'll postpone my to-do list. Like, okay, I'm gonna give myself X amount of time right now to get grounded because I know that my to-do list and cruising through that list will go much better with fewer speed bumps if I slow down and take the time for myself. And I do that without any sense of guilt because before, prior to this, four or five years ago, I was such a perfectionist and so so hardcore that I would not let myself do that. And guess what? I was constantly stressed out and overwhelmed, even though I was already healthy and doing well. So I choose this low-key, low-stress living because I know I like to know that this can wait. Sitting on the deck with a cup of coffee is more important than being at the gym at 8.05, just like I planned in my head. You know, it can wait (laughs) because next moment is not guaranteed, but the present moment is. It's always there. All right, number four, the fourth way to get present and live in the moment is to listen. And I'm not talking about just like listening to someone and nodding and thinking your own thing, you know? Three minutes later, five minutes later, thinking, huh, what did she say? (laughs) I don't remember. Actually, active listening is such a beautiful tool to connect with others. I've learned this as a coach. I practice it with my clients. I have been for years, but I also implemented it in my relationships and my friendships. Listening and really, really being there for the person, catching their words, catching their emotions, catching their body language, reflecting on what they said, paraphrasing what they said, making sure they feel seen, they feel heard, they understand that you are right there with them in that moment. No matter how long it is, 30 seconds exchange or an hour-long beautiful conversation. I love Chris Voss for that, even though he's kind of like a rough guy. If you don't know Chris Voss, look up, look up the book, Never Split the Difference. I love the book so much. He has beautiful, beautiful exercises, how to mirror others, how to repeat what they said, how to paraphrase. And he uses it in his profession. I use it in coaching and I also use it in life because it just really deepens your connections. Once you deepen that connection with others, you will also treat yourself better. So you will deepen the connection with yourself. The fifth way to get present and live in the moment is to close the tabs. Now, I'm not only talking tabs on your laptop browser. I am talking about all the tabs that open in your head and, you know, music is coming from one, one of them and you don't know which one. I'm talking about single tasking. And I'm talking about minimizing your tasks to the point where there is one thing in front of you and you're doing that thing, number one, for the next number of minutes, hours, whatever. 
For that, of course, if you have a long to-do list every day, if you feel like there are certain things you're responsible for and to others, if you feel like there are items on your to-do list to take care of you as your wellness and health, you might be feeling overwhelmed by the number of things you need to do. So I like to start my mornings with one question to close all the tabs. What's the most important thing to do today? What is the number one thing I need to accomplish today? Because I can tell you on any given day as a business owner, as a mom of three dogs, as an athlete and many other hats I wear, I would get overwhelmed if I was trying to do my best everywhere. So closing all the tabs at least a couple of times a day and focusing on the only thing that matters right now that moves the needle. At home, it might be one thing. At work, it might be another thing. So you will need to change those hats and take take breaks in between. But minimizing those tabs will make you so much more present and it's gonna save you a ton of time. Because if you're doing one thing and then you're distracted on Instagram, then you went to get a beverage, then you started chatting with someone, then someone texted you, oops, an hour later, where did the time go, right? And we have such limited span of attention span right now, it's pretty hard to go back to where you are to begin with. Number six, find pockets of joy and dwell on them. All right, that's my version of gratitude journaling or thinking. I love finding pockets of joy, those little tiny moments and expand them. I'll give you an example. My husband and I celebrated our anniversary last week and we went, we really wanted to go to a place in town that we went only once so far and it's called the Brazilian Steakhouse. Basically a a buffet where you eat 17 different cuts of meat and we loved the experience the first time, although I broke a wine glass the first time and I was not, I was absolutely sober, (laughs) but I broke the glass and it was hilarious. This time we went to celebrate our anniversary and it was so, so, so fun. And I had, at some point I was laughing so hard about something, about my own joke that I cracked, that I was almost wheezing and the meat was amazing and the, the whole dinner experience was beautiful and there are a few funny moments with a waitress and then the chef sent a complimentary cheese. So I had a blast. I had a blast. I love food. I love experiences like that, that like play with your taste buds so much. And I came home and I kept dwelling on those moments that were fun that were joyful, that cut of meat that really hit my taste buds, that moment with the waitress that was confusing or funny. And I just had a blast for the next 24 hours just rethinking about it. It made me want to go back, I'll be honest with you, because I had such a beautiful night. But I like finding those pockets of joy and focusing on them because it's very easy to get into negative mindset and keep being cranky or being resentful or being negative and hard on yourself. It's very, very easy. But if you find those pockets of joy, sometimes I laugh at my dogs so much and then I keep reliving those little moments. If you can dwell on them a little longer than they are, they fill your day. They fill the cracks in your day that were the day might not be so good, but you had those moments. And by the end of the day, you will feel like you had a much better, much better day and you were more present for yourself and people around you. So I hope this little hack will help you as well. So finding pockets of joy, those tiny moments, it can be your cup of coffee in the morning. It can be, you know, taking a pup for a cat for a walk. It can be someone said or looked at you a specific way. Dwell on those moments. Give yourself space and time to relive them in your head and continue your day with that feeling of extended joy. And the last one is weird and it's interesting. Why did I put it here? 
The seventh way to get present and live in the moment is to stop judging yourself and enjoy, start enjoying things the way they are, not as they should be, air quotes, because you can't see me. I'm using my hands like Italian hands, not Belarusian hands. <laughs> so when we judge ourselves, we are not pleased with our performance. We compare, we think that we could have done better, we should have, could have. All of those hard things that minimize the feeling of self-worth and minimize self-acceptance. That means next time you're about to do something, you're going to hear yourself criticizing yourself, judging yourself, comparing. And honestly, in that moment, it's really hard to enjoy whatever you're doing. All right, I'll give you an example. Related to my wedding anniversary last week, my husband took me to a pottery place and it was a fun date night idea. So we picked things we wanted to paint and then they'll be fired and glazed. So I picked a cute statue of a dog, of course, and we were painting it. But because it was my first experience with pottery, I had no idea what to do. I'm a terrible painter. I can draw a stick figure and I can do paint by numbers for adults. That's all I got. But painting pottery was totally different. Paint The paint acts differently. It's My hands are shaky and things are not working well. And at some point I find myself criticizing and thinking, oh, I should have done a better job on this. Oh, this, this statue is going to look ugly. And I started losing the joy of the moment of just doing and going for this new experience and having fun. And the lady who owned the place keeps, kept coming over and a couple of times she gave me suggestions on what to do and how to do it. And I almost was annoyed with her. I was like, just just let me do this. I'm going to mess it up. It's going to come out wrong. It's going to come out funny. And I'm going to laugh at it. And I'm going to put it, this thing on the shelf and remind myself how awesome it was that I stopped judging myself and I made this ugly statue. It's not ugly. It's it's just in my imagination. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. I'll have to update you in a couple of weeks when they return this to me. But I just started to enjoy the moment so much more, have a conversation, be more present, feeling that statue under my fingers, painting, fixing things, figuring it out. So if you find yourself criticizing yourself and comparing, trying to be perfect or getting things right, release that expectation from yourself. You're going to have a blast. Whatever you do, you're going to enjoy it so much more. Okay, so I talked about seven ways to get present. And they were dropping in your body, activating your senses, postponing your to-do list and having that moment, listening to others more carefully, closing the tabs, finding pockets of joy, and not judging yourself and not criticizing yourself, enjoying things as they are, as they come. That's it for today, my friend. I have a fun, fun, fun interview coming your way next week. I can't wait to share this with you. And that's the end of season four of the Habit Queen podcast. I am so honored to have you here. I have a blast recording these podcast episodes, hearing you enjoying them, sharing them. I love that so much. And I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll be talking to you post-exam. Hopefully. Wish me luck. I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon.